we're rolling. I'm almost, I gotta make sure I don't bump the... Oh no, you said we're rolling. <laughs> Crap. It took me a minute to comprehend that. We're rolling now. We're still rolling. Well, uh, hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast, and I'm Eric. And this is Josh. We are recording on Tuesday, December... 11? Yes. I feel like you say it so you have time to figure out to the figure date by out. the end of the sentence. I just edit it and be like, we're recording on Tuesday, December 11th. <laughs> De- December the 11th. Like, I think he cut that together. And we have the Kevin Smith Award today because neither of us are supposed to be here today. Yeah, and yet, here we are. And Andrew is... He, well, he's on a date. I don't know if we're allowed, if we're supposed to say that, but I mean, Anya's always talking about her date, so I feel like it's, it's fair. Yeah, and you know, and I'm not saying anything either way. And actually, I'm kind of a hero because yeah. without me, he would have had to work, and then he couldn't have had a date. So like, I'm that doesn't make me a matchmaker, but I mean, it's at least I'm a facilitator. We're not naming names. No, we don't I know, literally don't know. We don't know who name. he's dating. Yeah, Greta or something. I could. I like making up names, so <laughs> it's not Greta. <laughs> so. The one in a zillion chance that you yeah. just named her. That would be too funny. It's like, oh, I didn't really appreciate you talking <laughs> yeah. about Greta the other day. It's like, Ugh. And Anya is sick again because Anya is. I hope she's seen a doctor or something because uh, the last time she was on the podcast she said she was sick for 45 days straight yeah, that was rough and if that's the same run that we're on oh my god she must be up to 60 now going into holidays too like god. we don't believe in holidays here so yeah she actually called me and I missed it because I never look at my phone yeah and I responded and sometimes I forget that my sarcasm might sound like actual anger <laughs> and, I, and I think I said something like you actually called me? Yeah. And she said, oh, is that okay? I'm like, oh, no, yeah, just, you know, I never use the phone anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old-timey of you. That's how I felt when she called. I was like, oh, my God, something must be really wrong. That's true, too. Like, I thought she was going to say something bad happened. Every time Lee calls me, that's the joke is that, you know, Ian's in jail. Yeah. They've, they've got him. Tax <laughs> fraud. And if Ian calls you, then <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. He's on the run with his Star Wars toys. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. I hope his house never burns, because it'll be so hard for him to amass all those Star Wars toys in his arms. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I know that Lee might know about one of his presents, but he has to wrap it because it's from his parents, so he has to go through the routine. Of he, opening... He's wrapping his own gift? Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Eh. But, to be fair, we just came back from Halifax. Gwen and I were there for a little pre-Christmas visit, because her uh. family's out there, and... Luckily, we both packed light, and I brought a bag of Mayfair popcorn, of course, which feels like half of a suitcase. It really does. So we had room to bring back presents, but it's this illogical thing of, really, her parents, who are a bit, you know, not up to technological wizardry that us kids are, Yeah, they could just order stuff on Amazon... And send it to us. Right. And I believe Amazon will even wrap it for you. I think, yeah, there's lots of, you can even get the, like, the gift receipt or no receipt or whatever, you know. As Lee said, this is actually a good script moment, which I could put in something. But <laughs> as we're going through, and luckily we were just in Canada, because if yeah. we were going to the States, this might have gone horribly wrong. Gwen's suitcase got pulled aside. Yeah. But then you're faced with the, what's in your suitcase? And the response is... I don't know. Yeah. And you don't want to say that. Did you pack this yourself? It's like, well, I didn't wrap it myself, but... And luckily we're in Canada, so we got a very nice border guard. I walked away because I didn't want to hold up the line. (laughs) She was, like, carefully opening it with an X-Acto knife. Oh, man. And Gwen just said, oh, just open it, you know? But that sounds like something out of a 
you know, Chevy Chase vacation movie. Yeah. Where grandma gives you a set of steak knives and then the cops pull you aside. Yeah, or an alarm like, clock. And yeah. it's like, it's literally ticking, ma'am. Yeah, so I realized that's the dumb thing to do. But I, Did she get, like, did she not look at her own gift while they opened it? Well, I think it was something to us. So at least I will be surprised. And Gwen said, no, I'm not telling you what it was. Okay. So I'll be surprised at least. But That's outrageous. I was hoping, because you imagine, statistically, every year... Grandma must give an alarm clock or a set of steak knives yeah. to bring back something. Yeah, something a contraband. But yeah, and I got my backpack pulled aside because it had comic books in it. When a big block of paper goes through a machine, the yeah. X-ray machine, all they see is this big black thing. Okay, which looks suspicious. And I know this has happened before, but basically, I Strange Adventures, which is the best comic store in Canada, they have crazy sales. So every time I go in. I joke with the owner. I'm like, I still haven't read the last ones I bought, but these books are $5 each, so yeah. I can't not buy them. And, like, books. Big, fat books. Yeah, yeah. So I bought a couple of those, and then I had a few Zomkies to sell while I was out there. So we both got our bags pulled aside. Man. Me for comic books and her for a Christmas <laughs> present. And you're like, have you heard of Zomkies? Yeah. Like, are, are you doing a sales pitch now? <laughs> Can like, I sell you one? <laughs> that wouldn't have been the worst. <laughs> just like, people in line, I know you got nowhere to go. <laughs> Set up a little booth just right at the end. Yeah, I can autograph them. It's like, yikes. But yeah, so that, that's where I was over the last few days. But the miracles of modern technology is I... Well, I we have a lot of premieres coming up. So mm. I got to do a little bit of a head start on the schedule because I knew these ones were coming. I just didn't know the exact times. Yeah. So it was only two movies I didn't know about. So I downloaded all the information right before getting on the plane and then I was able to do my schedule work on the plane. Nice. So that's I got to multitask that. I was like a real business yeah. person, you know, that's sitting there. Billable hours right there. <laughs> Gwen, when you get a beer at Porter Airlines, they give you the can of beer. Oh. I got a Coke Zero and they give me a little shot glass of Coke Zero. And I was like, how come she gets a full can and I get this weird. like nothing? No, I'm sure if I would have put up a fuss, I would be like, give me the can. That's give me really the can. strange though. I don't I don't see the I like did they think that you didn't need a full can? Yeah. Like, they're trying to judge? And a beer can is, like, twice the size of a Coke can. Yeah. Porter. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But yours was, I assume yours was free, and hers wasn't? No. Or... Por- Here's my ad for Porter Airlines. It's all free. So you yeah. get free booze. But that doesn't seem like smart yeah. business, but <laughs> yeah. I don't... Huh. We've flown on Porter a lot, and there's times where it's, like, just at a socially acceptable time to drink and they'll yeah. come by and Gwen will be like ah sure there has <laughs> you know? to be a cutoff on that there must be like before 11am and so, I don't know yeah and because you know there's going to be some jerk who's like yeah give me uh, five uh, Bud Lights yeah I, and, and that's the thing too I've realized most people don't ask but they're not going to stop you if you say can I have four bags of chips like they just kind of roll their eyes and they're like yeah take yeah. four bags of chips they're like here you go Tubbs yeah Jeez, <laughs> easy bud here you go for your 45 minute flight <laughs> it's like real nice I've never flown for, uh, Porter before I Porter mean I hear cool. great things but and they have a lounge where you can go in before your flight and read, uh, read comic books newspapers <laughs> okay and they used to give out they used to have gumball machines of almonds but now oh. they don't because I think almonds are expensive and jerks like me were taking, you know, <laughs> Five buckets things full of almonds. As you ripped the guy with the four bags of chips, yeah. you were stealing all the almonds. <laughs> but also I've told people, just go in the Porter Lounge because we've been in the Porter Lounge a dozen times yeah. and no one has ever checked. No one has ever like, we've just walked yeah. right in and you can, if you want a free coffee or somewhere to sit with Wi-Fi. Yeah. So that's good. 
now they give you cookies and I, and I can't eat them because there's butter in them. Oh. So I just grab handfuls and give them to a friend of mine. It's oh. like, hey, free cookies. It's pretty good. I earned these, even though <laughs> yeah. I can't eat them. I'm going to take as many as I can. I respect that you chose to not drink on the job uh, while you were working on the schedule and you could have had free beer, but you did not. <laughs> can't. That's why. I'm That's why, yeah. <laughs> It's like, good. Now we all know. Yeah, working at the Maple is like being a cop. Once you're on hours, you can't be it's true. sit here drinking. It's like, when you got to drink for both of us now. There was something, and I, I don't know anything about booze, but there was something fancy, like a rum or a rye or okay. something. And I saw Gwen get excited at the announcement that that was available on the flight. Oh, Some man. fancy Canadian like Jenny Walker. Yeah. Red. And so I looked at her I'm like, know. do you want two of those? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, yes. And it was just something that comes in like a little shot glass. Okay. You know? Like your Coke Zero. Essentially, yeah. So, <laughs> But the good thing is they gave us two of those, but and they just gave us two little bottles of water. So I still got something out of it. All right. And she got her two little medicine glasses filled with... You got kind of ripped off, it sounds like. I know. Like, I don't really understand how this worked out well for you. Well, I guess it's weird. They still gave almonds on the flight. So it's not like one of those, it's because people are allergic Things. It might be because you just were encouraging random people to go in the lounge. So, like, yeah. <laughs> randos are stealing all the almonds and they can't trust people anymore. What's in your backpack, sir? Nothing. <laughs> it's like we can get in the x-rays just, like, 50 just things filled, of almonds. Just filled with almonds. Like, you don't even need these. I need them. Uh, at least you brought popcorn, though. Like, that's... I think uh, when people know that you work here, it's yeah. just, like, assumed you'll bring... Like, even my parents, if I visit them for an hour or two, like, they kind of... Well, it's my, my mom is my mom, so she's super nice. But like yeah. deep down, she wants that bag of popcorn. Oh yeah. <laughs> and my dad, I thought because I brought them like it's it's a pretty big bag, you know, and like he yeah. crushed half that bag in about ten minutes. Well, Gwen's dad said, "Oh, is that a large?" And I'm like, "No, that's bigger than a large." Yeah, no, it's 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 like a large and a and a small maybe, which is that doesn't sound that big, but our small is like pretty big. Yeah, and we ate it over our visit. It was yeah. gone, or mostly gone, I think, by the time we got through it. <laughs> it's really, we really are like the popcorn Santas, you know? Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's a great feeling when you go someplace and you bring a bag of popcorn. It really, like, I don't want to say it means nothing to us, but it's so, so like blase at this point. Yeah. But people lose their mind. Well, it's my favorite thing is walk in, if I'm working on a Sunday night, walk into House of Targ, and I know most people there, so one of the security guards there. You know, I've said it before, but it's like I'm walking in with a bag of gold mm -hmm. or a cool jetpack or like <laughs> something that, that's really exciting, a unicorn. Yeah. So the security guards are excited, and they'll bring one bag to them because there's a couple there, and then right behind them is, is sometimes like a sound techie guy, and then I'll bring one to the staff mm -hmm. uh, making the progies and the bartenders, and they're always so excited. It's yeah, it's like a little thing, but it's a nice thing yeah. that we can Santa Claus it around the neighborhood for and sure. Bring one to the bank where we're going to get bank stuff. Yeah, and especially at the end of the night, we'll leave two or three bags that we have left over. Yeah, and so that'll be a special prize. And the only glass half empty is when people learn about that. Yeah, and then kind of wait for it. Yeah, and I hate it when that's why we don't put them out too early because mm -hmm. I've seen people before maybe like fifteen minutes into the nine o'clock movie go yeah. up looking for it. Yeah, I'm I don't like, like that. No, you got to buy a bag of popcorn. It really, even as an audience member, that always bugged me because you can sense it. You yeah. know, like when someone goes out and I'm just like, come on. So for me, like I literally don't put it out till I am done and about to walk out the door. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know how other people do it, but that's just sort of to me, it's like exactly to counteract that. Well, and I, I apologize to a new member of Black Squirrel Books across the street. <laughs> I, I heard about this because. <laughs> It was, he looked, and I, and the guy, the black squirrel guy couldn't have been nicer. He's, yeah. And, and, but I saw him and I was like, I have to apologize to you 
because I was mean to you because I thought you were stealing our popcorn. <laughs> and, he, and he laughed and he said, oh, no, I completely, I didn't even think about it. And I said, you kind of looked like a guy who was a little bit weaselly and knew to come in and play dumb and be like, oh, free popcorn. Yeah. So I don't know why this guy was circling. I don't know. So he knew to come in at, you know, 9.45, yeah. grab a bag of popcorn and just leave. And a couple times you catch him and you're like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I thought it was just free. And we're like, well, yeah, but it's a reward for our customers. Yeah. And I believe he argued, well, I've been here before. It's like, well, no, that's not how it that's works. not, yeah. That, that, I find that hilarious because I, I've had people who come for like free screenings only. And then they'll be yes. like, what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a customer. And you're like, yeah. well, I mean, kind of. you're a patron, but it's not, and it's not like we're like, you have to come to X amount of shows before you get a free popcorn or something. Yeah. Like, that's not how it works. It's like, a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes the nine o'clock shows are not crazy busy. Yeah. And you've got, you know, eight people in there, maybe. Like, hopefully not, but we'll say eight for a number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you put out, like, four or five bags. And it's like, I, I always feel good about that because I'm like, almost everyone will get a bag or the option of a bag. And then the nice people who walk out who maybe haven't seen it before. Yeah. And you see the glee on their face. <laughs> they're like, is this free? Yeah, they're <laughs> so shy. Like, a lot of people, you have to tell them because they really don't know. So it's like the polar opposite of the journey dudes who try yeah. to steal it They're, the people are like oh I couldn't possibly like, yeah that's what I do sometimes too is if you or, or one of the other candy bar people have left I'll wait till the end credits are rolling mm -hmm. and I'll quickly put out the three bags and then I will go and lock the doors and do the end of the night stuff so it's right at the end so yeah. it's as the crowd is leaving or nice people will come in and I've seen it happen before where somebody will go oh no we bagged it all up already and then they'll say, can I just buy one? And yeah. they'll just pay, like, small or medium price yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's usually what and, and that's cool. Yeah, because I find that, because it is nice. Like, I, I definitely have had people come in during the day and be like, can I buy, like, one of those bags of corn? You know, at full price. Yeah. Because people see them, and it is cool. Like, it is a fun vessel for a bag of popcorn. It was a couple of years ago, we were closed, and a woman saw a couple of us in here, and she came in, and she was in a, in a light panic. And she was like, are you open? And, and we said, no. Yeah. And she said, I screwed up. And every year for 20 years, I bought my husband yeah. Glosset raisins to put in his stocking. And there's none at the store down the street. Yeah. I don't have time to go anywhere else. <laughs> Can I buy them from you? And I said, sure. And she was like choked up with happiness, <laughs> you know, that she didn't have to drive out to Walmart or whatever. Oh, man. And so we sold her like three boxes and it was a minor Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I never, I honestly never really see those most places. So I get that in particular. Yeah. Maybe they're a bit more rare nowadays. I don't know. I, I saw them at Shoppers once, but I don't even think they were meant to have them. Like it's just people should buy the pre-bagged popcorn and just shove that. It won't even fit in a stocking. And it's bam, true. there you go. That's a good Christmas present. That's yeah. I'm I'm, I'm doing that for my nieces this year. I, ah. I don't think they know how to work podcasts, so this isn't a spoiler. But That's yeah. Hilarious. yeah, there was there was a rental that had like big plastic popcorn, you know, tubs or whatever. So I was like, oh, they were gonna throw them out, and I was like, well, I mean, I'll take them if you're gonna oh, throw yeah. them out. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I'm just gonna get like a bag each for my nieces. Jam them in there with some books or whatever, you know. Pretty great. Actually, I got my one niece, I got her a Scooby-Doo DVD, which oh. I'm, I'm, like, maybe more excited about. But I love Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I know. That's how I got it. And I was like, man, that looks good. I really want to open that. So, let us chat about December 14th through the 20th, 2018. 
We're almost at the end of the year. Next week, I think we'll have two schedules in a row. Yeah, we teased the we teased, potential three in a row, which but didn't happen. there's a movie happen, circling, and Lee wanted to wait till the last minute to some, Yeah, it. some exciting buzz coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we have two new films, A Private War and At Eternity's Gate, both biopics. Private War is a war journalist biopic with Rosamund Pike. Oh, nice. And Eternity's Gate is a Vincent Van Gogh biopic with Willem oh, Dafoe. Nice. Both are Golden Globe nominated for Best Actress and Actor. Nice. And have buzz about the Oscars yeah. as they approach. Man, I didn't. People have been asking about the uh, the Willem Dafoe one. I and it's even... funny because earlier this year, time flies. Earlier this year, we played or no, last year because it was nominated yeah. for Oscars. We played the weird animated Van yeah, Gogh movie. Finding Vincent, I think. Yeah. It would have really weirded me out if that was this year because I was like, oh my God, that feels so long ago. Yeah, no, because it, it was nominated for Best Animated Picture. A year, so we might have had it about a year and a bit ago. But, yeah. So those two are new to us. Then we have three Ottawa premieres, very different films. <laughs> we have The House That Jack Built, which when I saw Lee today, he said, are you going to see that? And I said, yes, I think I'm going Saturday, but I'm scared to see it. Yes. And he said, that's my favorite when you're scared to see a movie. Yeah, he deliberately books things that'll scare us, I assume. It was a while back for Human Centipede. Okay, oh my god. And Lee said he wanted to put a picture of me on it with like a thumbs up going, I don't want to see this. <laughs> you know what's funny is the first one is like pretty normal of the trilogy. Like yes. it's, it's the most normal not gross movie like clearly the premise is gross but like that's the it's a little bit like Texas Chainsaw where it kind of is more in, in the mind than actually what's shown and, and not to say there's nothing gross in it but the movie that everyone assumed it was a lot of people never even saw it so they're just like oh gross oh and I'm not recommending it by any means right but, but let me tell you the second one is one of the few movies I wish I could unsee yeah I it don't want to see awful. the other ones and the third one just sucks like it's annoying like not gross it's just annoying so yeah, but House That Jack Built is Lars von Trier, whose movies are always disturbing and weird. <laughs> yeah. But I admit I like him. And even though I think he might be a monster in real life, it's I possible. don't know. But this one is with Matt Dillon, who I forgot is an Oscar nominee, a BAFTA nominee, and a Golden Globe nominee. So he's he's one of those character actors who's just been around forever. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, he's got some you know nomination cred as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a serial killer movie. Some people ask, oh, is this the uncut one? And I was like, no. I was like, do you want to see the uncut I one? Just, like, and, and how do we even know that it was a better version? I don't know. Like, it's just... And I, I mean, like I said before, I think that version's like almost three hours. Yeah, so and I, just, I believe the internet told me it was a one-night-only thing on November 28th. Yeah. And we didn't get an invite to do that so it's supposedly like it is coming out like end of january on blu-ray or whatever like that version of the cut so it's not like no one will ever see it yeah but uh, you know whatever i'm happy with a two and a half hour (laughs) lars von you're you're already not super happy with the running time so yeah and then we have a canadian post-apocalyptic action film called super grid that is from the director of wolf cop which is a another cool canadian cult film that was that was fun then we have the probably this is this is my movie of the week dial code santa claus oh it's so good and we talked about it a bit before but even just the blurb that it's previously only available via vhs bootleg that it was a big smash at this year's fantastic fest but even at the time it was at the i believe it was called the fanta festival which is a big 
European yeah. nerd festival. And they're always serving Fanta to everyone. And yeah. You're like, oh, God, I'm sick of this. They get a Fanta can. Is there <laughs> yeah, like, but it won stop. best, back in 1989, it won best film and best direction at this really cool geek festival. Wow. So it's not one of those so bad it's good movies. Yeah, no, it's absolutely not. like a good movie. I can't believe it's uh, like just taking this long to get a realistic version of it, you know? Like, because a VHS pan and scan, whatever, is just. That's not really. I don't no. know. It doesn't do it justice, you know? Well, it's like anytime somebody says. Someone just said it today, and I get a bit snippy, but somebody was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we can just watch it at home when they're talking about, like, when we're showing a classic film or right. something like that. And I was like, yeah, but our sound system's way better and our screen is bigger yeah, than yours yeah, and our popcorn's better, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and like, you know, enjoy watching your VHS rip of that at home. But yeah. Come on. Which I did, but it's not. Uh, I, I'm so excited. Like, I, I honestly think this is going to be one of those movies that becomes a Christmas classic over the years, you know, because it's just, yeah, it's been impossible to see. Like, that VHS rip was floating around the internet, but there were no subtitles, and it's a French film. So, sure, that's still great for French people who want to watch a crappy version of that movie, but this is just. It's nuts to me, like 1989, but it's really kind of, in my eyes, it's getting an official release this year, basically. And I love 80s movies, and often I lament that, oh, I've seen them all. Mm -hmm. So when one pops up, it's always amazing. And it always shows that there's so much out there yeah. still unearthed. Our pals at AGFA, the American Film Genre Archive... I just they're just doing God's work. Yeah, <laughs> they're just doing amazing things. I couldn't believe they got this because I mean, like this is this is more legit than some of the stuff they've been putting out, which isn't a knock, but just I mean, they're rescuing just some bizarre films. Whereas like this one, it's legitimately a well-made, good film. It's not like God Monster of Indian Flats or whatever, or like or the Ed Wood. You know, oh, that was not a good take movie. Take it in trade. I mean, I appreciated seeing it on the big screen, <laughs> but oh man, that was not a good movie. The reactions alone made it worthwhile. There's some of the people like walking out of that, and, and I think you kind of know what you're in for when you see something like that. But I was scared. <laughs> and Andrew is their perfect business model, where Andrew comes to see the movie and then buys the Blu-ray. Yeah. And I don't buy as many Blu-rays as I once did, but that's their kind of business model. Is they screen in a bunch of Mayfair type cinemas mm -hmm. and then they go to Blu-ray and then sell the really fancy Blu-rays to a bunch of super nerds yeah and then that keeps them going you know yeah. so and I'm not sure if uh, if this release is going to be any different than the other ones but what they've been doing is like there aren't a ton of extras mostly I mean people are already dead or you can't right. find them or anything but uh, they've been including like a bonus film so it'll, oh, cool. it'll be like a 2K remaster of something so it's right. something that isn't maybe popular enough to get a standalone release because it's, it just sucks when there's like oh a trailer and that's it and so for the price yeah. the price is worthwhile but I mean it's nice that they're sort of freeing up space for other stuff and you know you get to see like a like a random movie you literally never would have seen in a million years yeah Agfa is like the only Blu-ray company we will advertise <laughs> yeah. because they're awesome and we show their movies theatrically all the time I love that we're tight with those guys like it's just it's so probably like most cities will never see any of this stuff I know? think we could say that we are the Canadian official Canadian distributor almost yeah, we're saying it no one, no one can it. stop us Done. we're not even copyright. supposed to be here today so yeah. I mean we can say whatever we want what are you gonna do FCC you can't oh, stop us hopefully they'll send us Agfa shirts I want an Agfa shirt so bad like I, I assume they exist I don't know but that or whatever, just tweet, dear Agfa. Yeah. Please send me a we, shirt. We'll keep booking your stuff. Yeah, it's like, we booked Take It and Trade. You like, owe us two shirts. Just two shirts. It's, Come it's on. all good. It's going to be a lot of fun. I really hope the turnout is, is good for yeah, it. Yeah, I want it sold out both nights. Yeah. I, 
that's that's a tall order, but we'll see what we can we'll do. do. It. Christmas miracle. Yeah, that's what. So that's Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday at nine o'clock. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then we have our holiday edition of Rocky Horror Picture Show. That is like Saturday. That's uh, yeah, Saturday night at midnight. Right Saturday after Jack. the 15th, right after Jack. Okay. Yes. Man, I, I guarantee you at least half the cast is gonna be watching that watching before. That. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the best thing about with the 9 o'clock horrors before that. I'm just like, yeah, who's it going to be? I don't know what the festive edition means. If the festive edition is just they're all wearing like Santa hats. But it is it is some form of festive holiday season Rocky Horror. Yeah. like And to compare it to Die Hard, which okay. is... <laughs> Die Hard is tied this week for the movie I'm dying to see, but I have seen it before. Of well, course. yeah. But of note is we're going to show Rocky Horror as much as we can. Mm-hmm. A year ago, I gave a little speech before Die Hard to welcome everybody. It was a packed house. It was super fun. Oh, man. And I warned that this could have been the last screening of Die Hard because Disney just bought Fox. Yeah. And there was audible gasps of yeah. horror in the crowd from and a few people. they booed you. Old, old tomatoes. Yeah. Like, why do you even have these? So we made it a year. From what I understand is that there's been back and forth all year about whether or not that makes Disney too much of a monopoly, other people trying to buy it. Yeah. But from what I understand and from what Lee tells me, and Lee has been following it closely basically because it's Star Wars related. Yeah, fair enough. That it's going to happen now. Like sooner or later we're going to have an announcement that, yep, it's gone through. And we don't know anything because maybe part of the deal will be Fox wants to keep showing movies theatrically and they'll keep that branch going. But if you look at the facts of history, (laughs) Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel... Everything they own... Everything good. (laughs) They don't let out again. No. Whereas you look at Die Hard is Fox. If you look at... We've done James Bond festivals, which is MGM. We've screened Batman and Superman, which is Warner Brothers. They all let their old movies out. What's weird... And and even A New Hope is still Fox theatrically, I believe it is. Uh, But but they don't... I don't know. They kept it under wraps, yeah. So, I hope this isn't what happens, but this may be the last diehard yeah. screening you'll ever see at Christmas time. Are you going to do a speech again? Yeah. Or, I, yeah guess I want you, people to get angry That's your again. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like but I, I look at it glass half full. Like I said last time, I said, you can tell your grandchildren that you were at the last screening of a Christmas diehard. I've said it before. I don't understand the business model, especially in the digital world where it's not yeah. like shipping film prints. It's we're screening digital stuff. Yeah, it should be like one week a year theaters can get the Star Wars movies or something like that. I don't know. Like there must be a way to do it that's not going to affect what they think it's affecting. Well, the weird thing is they used to open the vault when I was a kid. And I don't remember the exact chain of events, but when I was a kid, it would be whatever. Like 1985 would be Pinocchio and Jungle Book. Yeah. And 1986 would be Fantasia and 101 Dalmatians. And 1987 would be Snow White and Sleeping yeah. Beauty. So they would do, I believe, like two a year, and they would release them for a, a month or yeah. something like that. They would often pair it up with, and then comes out on VHS. Yeah. And that seems to make sense to me. So I don't understand why, and especially when there's like a little bit of a break in between, like, oh, our live action Jungle Book did so well, come see the classic. Yeah. I don't get it. Or they think that cheapens the new one now or something. It's like so they, they're weird. trying to distance themselves. Because like Lion King would do big business if they put that back, but. The big thing is Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas is 25 years old, and if it was a movie like Rocky Horror, like Die Hard, that we could screen twice even, like every Halloween and every Christmas, Mm -hmm. or even just every Christmas, 
it'll be gangbusters. And the amount of times somebody is doing a charitable screening, yeah, and but open to the public, and they'll say, we want to do a, a holiday film. It's always never before Christmas. Yeah, and we're yeah. like, we can't, you know. And then you they just name all it. the stuff that they're not allowed to book. Yeah, like nothing by Disney, and that's the frustration. But I would love, to my knowledge, no one's ever brought it up, like with the, the CEO or somebody, to yeah. say, why is that still a thing? Yeah, and I, get, I mean, sadly, like, it's worked for them, That that's, I guess. I mean, they don't seem to care. I understand yeah. the bottom line aspect of it, but it is weird. To me, the biggest, like, even, even Die Hard, it's become a tradition, especially for us, but, like, for me, it's Rocky Horror. Like, that lives and dies yeah. by theatrical screenings, and just... I, I just you'd have to be pretty black-hearted to just be like nope sorry never again it's gonna be very interesting and if like hopefully not but say if next halloween they say yep that's it we're gonna put it in the vault after that yeah man like that's i don't talk to sam about it because it's <laughs> it's very upsetting yeah like, and I joke about it. I'm like, oh, we just we just do some other weird cult musical, you yeah. know? Like, oh man, they'll have to relearn all this or create a new thing. Yeah, I don't even know what, but I, I've said you could do Clue. You know, it's not a musical, <laughs> but Tim Curry's in it. Oh man, Clue. Yeah, I don't know. There's got to be some way around it, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's good that we've been doing monthly screenings at least. So yeah, it's not like if we only did it in October, that would be a, quite a blow, but. And the funny thing is, our friends at Company of Fools, who have rented the cinema a number of times in the past couple of years, and have done great with their fundraising screenings, Grease and Sound of Music, and they have Sound of Music coming up again as a holiday screening, but like a post-Christmas screening. Yeah, they did Mamma Mia as They well? did Mamma Mia, okay. and they, they always do great, they always have lots of yeah. fun. Sound of Music is 20th Century Fox as well. So every time oh, we show boy. one of these old Fox movies, I'm like, this could be it, this oh, could be the last one. God. Did they get dressed up too? Or? Oh, for, yeah. Okay, and and nice. so at Mamma Mia, they were all in kind of 70s garb. <laughs> and at Sound of Music, they're all in, there's a bunch of them in the, what do you call it, like the later hosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can picture it and I don't even know what it's called. So. But they do really great because they do what I always tell fundraisers to do is you have to work hard at spreading the word. You have to have some prizes. Yeah. And they've sold out a number of their screenings but again it's always like that could be the last sound of music you'll ever get to see on the big screen yeah so so yeah do come see die hard especially yeah and rocky horror because it's gonna be fun and we have no news yet but we keep on kind of poking with a stick of like it's coming <laughs> it's all it's like we don't want to know though that's the other thing it's like uh, as long as they don't say no then we don't know that it was no yeah and sooner or later it's you know i remember a couple years ago there being a big press conference and it was lucas and the disney guy signing stuff yeah or it was someone from henson and the disney guy signing stuff so there's gonna be one of those signing press conferences sooner or later uh, with mr fox and mr like disney it. yeah michael j fox He's like why am i here <laughs> <laughs> you're next in line for the fox yeah line. yeah it's the future and you're back <laughs> like oh yeah, i don't like this and die hard is its 30th anniversary Oh, man. Which is pretty cool. So at least that's something, I mean, to go out on top, I yeah. guess. I don't know. So and it really does, I mean, it, you don't have to sell Die Hard, but when Die Hard came out, people thought it was just going to be an action movie. And there was so much action of the time. You know, Stallone was doing stuff, Schwarzenegger, and it sounds crazy, but, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme. The, all, there were so many action folks yeah. who were, I love Jean-Claude, but Jean-Claude was like a top-of-the-line box office guy. And... Now, you look at Die Hard, and you're like, oh, it's a good action movie. But the amount of ripoff that came after Die Hard, of, mm. it was like every man 
in a weird situation. So it was like, and stuff where like Speed and I think Under Siege at one point were just diehard movies. Yeah. And they just, you know, took a Sharpie and were like, change John McClane to this, yeah. change this to that. And, and it's so easy to just be like, it's diehard on a plane or something, or it's yeah. diehard blank, you know, on a boat. So, yeah, no, that's, it's it's pretty wild. Like, speaking of Schwarzenegger, last night I watched Hercules in New York. I totally thought you were going to say Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've, I always wonder if I should, but no. Uh, but, it's, yeah. it's Gwen's favorite Christmas movie because she's wrong. Ah. Uh, <laughs> like, is it bad funny? Or, I see, or is it funny bad? I, I guess. think maybe if you see it when you're four, you might have, like, a attachment to it. Yeah. It's a great idea. It was a great trailer. But for me, it just <laughs> didn't stick. Like, what a great idea. Like... Schwarzenegger trying to get a toy on Christmas Eve. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, he'll yell stuff at times. Yeah, you know? but to me it just didn't fly. But I know a lot of people younger than me who love it. Broderick? Who's in that? Or or Danny DeVito? No, it's or... Sinbad. Oh, it's, my it's God. It's Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I was so close. poor Jake Lloyd. Who, oh, no. Who I'm sure when he got Phantom Menace was like, here we go. I'm oh, going to have God. a career. And then it didn't turn out so well no, for him. At least he's alive, man, because he, that, that backlash. Like, like so same sad. with uh, Jar Jar. Like, you just. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that before, just how awful people are on the internet. But, like, I mean, you know, to, to be able to weather that storm is pretty impressive. Ahmed Best, we actually touched base with him via, via the magic of social media. But Ahmed Best is putting together, like, a one man show okay and i was like if you get that together you should come to ottawa because we would love to host that like, yeah yeah that'd be so fun like that'd be and, and i find a lot of nerds have there's still a lot of horrible nerds but a lot of nerds have been saying nice things to ahmed and, yeah yeah you know, getting support and he, he did a couple really good podcasts just talking about some really great stories mm -hmm. and and you know it's okay to not like a movie but you're not allowed to send people death threats yeah it's <laughs> like, so I don't really understand it like just uh, people can't separate it like it's like people who uh, even uh, Black Klansman like um, like Topher Grace has been getting like I don't know maybe not death threats but yeah. he was getting a lot of like threatening phone calls yeah. after playing David Duke and you're just like it's, it's not, a movie like <laughs> He's just the actor. Yeah, I can't stop calling and threatening him because of Venom, but I mean, just, yeah. you know, like, that's a whole other thing. Okay, so that was December 14th through 20th. We will wrap things up now because both of us have to go pretend to work even though we're not supposed to be here today. Uh... So do go check out our friends at House of Targ. They've always got awesome things going on. We are at MayfairTheater.ca. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we will see you next time where we're, prob we're going to probably film... Film. Film. We're probably going to record <laughs> two episodes back to back because we'll have our holiday schedule out of the way. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again soon at the Mayfair. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. See you on the aisle. See you on the aisle. <laughs> still, we gotta bring that back. That's it. That'd be a good shirt. See you on the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. Where are those shirts? Welcome to an extraordinary world filled with magic and wonder. Open your mind and let yourself go to a place where every day is Halloween and every night Jack Skellington I am the Pumpkin King! dreams of something different. What is this? It's someplace new. Jack, look out! What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. Was this a star? What is this?
Haven't you heard of peace on Earth and goodwill toward men? <laughs> Touchstone Pictures presents the enchanting story of two very special dreamers and the holiday spirit that brought them together. From the imagination of Tim Burton comes The Nightmare Before Christmas.